I'm Jen Goldbeck. And I'm Jen Coleslaw. We're the Jens of the agenda. And this <laughs> uh, is our first. Very professional podcast. All right. So we actually have an agenda for the agenda. Do you have it pulled up, Jen Coleslaw? I do. So we're going to start with the intro to us and the podcast. This is a podcast that you and I have been talking about for like a solid year at least, right? I mean, at least, I think it's it's at least a year and a half. Yeah. And I, I think it started with your idea to just get an army of all the gens together and then talk to them. Was that how it started? Yes, that we were going to talk to all of the gens in our timelines and and plus famous ones uh and then and 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 interview them with like just random questions like what's your favorite color you know what's the password to your Citibank card you know <laughs> stuff like that like like really random questions and then see where it goes and and i i think we're still going to do that so if you're a gen listening to this podcast you'll you know you'll want to follow us so that we have you in our database What's our Twitter handle? The Agenda Podcast, I think. Yeah, you're the keeper of the Agenda Twitter. I guess I should look it up. I should look it up. Uh, Yeah, we're taking all stripes of gens to be interviewed on future episodes of the Agenda Podcast. Yeah, Agenda, A-J-E-N-D-A underscore podcast. And also, yenses are allowed because they're basically just plural gens. Exactly. So uh, if you're a yens, you're also welcome. Yeah, and and real and gen adjacent. Yeah, we're we're inclusive, right? Ish. Friends of Jen's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think there's a there's a lot of opportunity here for a lot of good um, interviewing. You, I gotta say, have very good interview questions that tend toward the random and very entertaining. <laughs> so I'm excited to get a guest on at some point. Well, you know, again, I think it's that um, it's that humanities degree versus science. Yeah, I'm always very like collect data. And it's I'm always great. about collect chaos. <laughs> so I think that we're going to work well together. So yeah, so so that's part of what we're going to do. And we're going to kind of talk through today as we do stuff on the list talk through our recurring themes but i will say we were picking out our intro song and uh and i kind of picked it because it sounded cool and i kind of picked it because the name of it is nervous patient which i feel like at least describes me very well i don't know if you're a nervous patient i'm like a professional patient yeah um but you know i think most people who know me from twitter know that i've certainly had my run in with my doctors that gives me anxiety, but I really liked the music because of its description. Yes, I'll read the description. It says, this one is a beautiful hip hop loop for various purposes. Cool as a track for commercial, criminal style videos, total domination, and parties, which I first read as pirates, which also is good. (laughs) And I feel like criminal style, total domination parties could be the way things go. Right. I mean, I I felt like that really described us perfectly. (laughs) And that, um, you know, when we uh, become Oprah famous, and we are doing our mission statement, that's so totally getting in there. Criminal style, total domination in parties. And, And pirates. And why not pirates? We're both coastal. So I think it it works thematically. Yeah. All right. So the way that we're going to kind of organize this is with segments. And I have this cool transition music that I'm just going to put like right into our thing here. Ready? 
Yep. Oh, I liked that very much. I felt like my hair moved. <laughs> uh, we're open to other transition sounds. I literally downloaded this in like the one minute before we started podcasting. Um, but anyway, that's going to signal our segment shifts. And the first one is the segment that we're going to try to do pretty regularly, which is picking out a food or sometimes a thing to try together. Now, we don't have one picked for today, but I thought we could talk about what we're going to do in the next episode. So our hope is that our our vast listenership will <laughs> um, get together and come up with some suggestions and maybe send us some suggestions and maybe some things for us to try. I know that in the past, some of our Canadian friends have sent us those crazy chocolate-covered cherries that are wrapped in chocolate and rolled in peanuts. But I think that the one that I sent you ended up in Remy. I did save one on a shelf before he got to it so i okay, actually have I, one. Have one, I have one too so we could that could be the first thing we try on our next episode since we both have still have one okay i think that's a plan you had also suggested when we chatted last week um a recipe for atlantic beach pie which looks a lot like a key lime pie except it has like some lemon juice with the lime juice but more importantly it has saltines in the crust yes Please. Tell me. <laughs> well, so you and I had talked about this both offline and online. And now I can't stop talking about how much I hate the idea of crackers in baked goods. And that may actually be a whole segment that we <laughs> occasionally discuss about how crackers have no business in pie. Um, but it also brought us to the discussion about how you as a scientist would make that pie exactly with, as the recipe stated, with the saltine crust, and that I would have made the pie with like a macadamia nut and coconut crust. And yours would certainly be better, but mine would provide data. Exactly. And that's what's so magical about the two of us. I actually we... have a box of saltines on my counter now to make this pie as the recipe states. And I'm interested to know how awful the saltines are. <laughs> um, I would love to be wrong about the saltines. It happens so rarely that I am wrong about crackers and food, uh, unless it's like, like those little oyster crackers and soup. But I think that this might be one of those things, too, that we both make something and uh, and then maybe we you make it exactly as the recipe and I alter it a little bit and then we can talk about the differences. I think that's great. I got to say, I also have a thing like your thing about crackers and recipes about melted ice cream as an ingredient. So my first husband, he was not let's say adept in the kitchen but he was like I have this magical recipe for these cookies and also uh I make the best chili and it has secret ingredients and I was like let's make this chili at some point and his secret ingredient I swear to god was a packet of chili seasoning from the grocery store <laughs> aisle <laughs> I was like it could not be less secret and whatever the recipe for these cookies that he had was which were gross included like a pint of melted vanilla ice cream was like an ingredient in it and I was like, 
my stomach is turning. Like anytime melted ice cream is an ingredient, you're just skipping the actual ingredients, right? Like you can put cream and milk and sugar and eggs into a cookie recipe. But if you're just like, I'm just gonna melt some ice cream and put that in there, like you're doing it wrong and bad and no. And I, so I don't have the same feeling about crackers, but I feel like I've got the rage about ingredients <laughs> that, that I can share with you. It's like the wrong tool for the job, mm -hmm. right? Like if you wanted like a salty crust, then make a salty crust. All right. Um, I'm going to do another transition. Ready? Okay. Ooh. The next thing, which we kind of already have started on, and I feel like is going to become a bigger theme, is our rage item. So the rage item for this week is useless pockets. Again, you suggested this, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. So, you know, one of those, um, I got to say, this is sort of twofold, no pun intended, but like the <laughs> like the TikTok and the Instagram where the... the where people say, I like your dress. Thanks. It has pockets. And they do that funny little dance. Well, you know, like we get it. We all love pockets on our dresses. Like that's, that's a thing. Like we all know that women weren't allowed to have pockets because they would hide their like spells and knitting needles and weapons of mass destruction in their pockets. Right. Yeah. So like we all understand that now. But what, what really bums me out is when I get like the cutest pair of shorts and it's not like they're super short shorts, but the pockets barely are deep enough to hold like a toothpick. <laughs> like why even make, don't even like hint at pockets, mm -hmm. you know, just don't bother um, if you're not going to make them deep enough for me to like put my, you know, half a pack of M&Ms in them. For or real. gummy bears. Actually, I wouldn't put M&Ms in my pocket because they'd melt. But I would put gummy bears in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a dog poop bag or whatever. Whatever it is, right? Yep. But oh, and, the, and the same with back pockets. like Fake back pockets. Fake or short back pockets. Like we all have rear ends that are deep enough so that we <laughs> can, should be able to put our phone in our back pocket. Yep. Right? And yet I have shorts that are only like three inches, not even three inches deep. Like I couldn't even put a uh, a credit card back there without worrying about it falling out. You can like, put like so a that, chapstick. That's uh, it. Like a and it would have to be a sideways chapstick. It couldn't even be an up. It couldn't even be like a stand up chapstick. It'd be like on its side. Yep. Um. And so yeah, no. Mm -mm. I'm with you. Yeah. So I wear a lot of my uniform is like smocked waist skirts and t-shirts and smocked waist skirts. A couple of the ones I have do have pockets. But I understand why they don't put pockets in all of them, because if I put my phone in those pockets, it tends to pull the skirts down because they're, you know, elasticy and kind of loose. So I am trying an experiment like just yesterday, uh, the apron that I ordered came. So I, I did a lot of searching and settled on my first attempt at like, maybe I'll just wear aprons all the time. Got like a restaurant servers kind of apron, like it doesn't have the top part, just the waist part, the ties mm -hmm. in the back, a lot of pockets on it. We're going to see it's in the dryer right now. So I'm wondering if maybe that becomes a solution both to like needing to carry stuff and also the fact that I'm wiping gunk off of d dogs <laughs> all the time and I will not have to wipe it on my clothes or to find like towels nearby. I will have this apron I can wipe it on. Now, I love those kinds of aprons. Now, I am an apron fiend. I probably have 15 
aprons that are in my rotation and that doesn't even include like um antique aprons that i have inherited from grandparents or aprons that people have found at you know yard sales and sent to me because they know that i love them um and i love aprons i have different aprons for different events right for mm. different things that i'm doing um because i'm all about the right tool for the right job for sure and um those half aprons are called half aprons that you wear at um that servers wear are perfect for in the garden right because they don't when you're bending over they don't pull at you mm -hmm. um and they have lots of pockets uh you and i were talking about how egg gathering aprons are also really awesome because the uh, pockets are um they're gusseted right mm -hmm. so because you put eggs in them um and those are really good for gathering produce in the garden too so you're not constantly just like filling up your t-shirt with produce which is what i often do even I though do i have too. all these aprons so <laughs> i'm interested to know about your apron what color is it it's like a light blue i figured Ooh. it would coordinate with much of the rest of my wardrobe pretty easily because i wear a lot of blue so mm -hmm. uh we'll see today we'll begin the experiment and maybe i'm gonna be like this is dumb and stiff and feels like extra clothes and take it off but i think there's a lot of room for experimentation yeah is it is it cotton or is it linen Oh, it's cotton. Okay. The linen, I do love linen. So, you know, that the thing I worry about is stiffness, right? Because all of my clothes are cotton because mm -hmm. I don't want any stiffness in my life. And I understand like if you're working in a restaurant, you need something that's like heavy duty-ish. But uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I would say try out this new uh, new apron that you got. And even if it's a little stiff, but you find it useful, then then go look for a linen one. That's a because great idea. I love my linen one. And when when they are at Trader Joe's again, I'll get one for you. Because I think it was $12, which is awesome. It's one of those Japanese crossback. All of our apron aficionados are be like, who are you <laughs> um, it's a It's a one-piece crossback pinafore. And it is just perfect. It's so lightweight. And it covers enough of me, so I literally could just wear like a pair of bike shorts underneath it and not even wear a shirt. Nice. Um, I could not. <laughs> I mean, if I were just in my house, it would be fine with this one, but it covers very little. <laughs> well, I've been looking forward to getting the full uh, report on the apron next episode. Yes, and I and think I, if folks want to talk about apron. Um, apron hygiene, apron interest, mm. you know, they should fill up our, our Twitter feed with talks about, about their aprons, maybe post pictures of their aprons. I have some really fun antique aprons that I got from Ben's grandmother um, that have, oh, I think I even have one with roosters on it. Nice. Yes, I will, I will go find it in the linen closet. It's an interesting contrast between the two of us and one that I think will surface in, in many contexts, which is I hate stuff like a lot. I hate stuff. I, it makes me very anxious to have stuff when I have really bad days of anxiety, cleaning stuff out of my closet and like throwing things away. Like Inga will sometimes see me bring a contractor bag up from downstairs and he'll be like, oh, it's a contractor bag day. Cause it's just like, Jen is anxious. So she's going to throw a bunch of unnecessary stuff away. Just the thought of having 
a bunch of aprons in my house stresses me out a little bit. It does not stress me out that you have them. I'm glad they bring you joy, but I'm just going to have one. And like, if the one I have doesn't work, I'm going to get rid of it. <laughs> well, you know, what's it's funny because, you know, people can't see us, but you and I can see each other. And behind <laughs> me is like 30 pieces of, <clears throat> I'm going to cough. So I'll edit it out. <clears throat> Sorry. So behind me is like 30 pieces of like little hanging stuff, like pictures. And there's like a, like four different little garlands of, of felt balls. And if I plugged in my little lights, it'd be little Ikea lights. And behind Jen is nothing. <laughs> it's a white chair against a white wall. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like, it's like she's at the hospital and it's like, I'm at the like some I'm at like daycare like the difference between our windows it's so accurate and yet, and yet you and I I think are so alike in a lot of ways right I think I think there are a lot of things that we're alike that we have that we're both a little crazy I think yeah and we both have a lot of a lot of ideas and I think one of the things that I'm most dismayed about our new friendship is how allergic to cats you are, because if you weren't so allergic to cats, I feel like I could get you to come over and throw all of my stuff away for me. I mean, I can't do. If you need that, it is a thing that would bring me great joy. And I will take a bunch of Claritin <laughs> and, and, and bring some clothes I can throw away at the end and come do that for you. It, it would like, I feel like if I ever were like, well, this science and all other stuff is not working out for me. I need a totally new career. Uh, personal organizer would be something that would bring me great satisfaction. I just, my, my problem is I just, I can't get rid of things because everything sparks joy. I also like to only have things that spark joy. It's just way harder apparently to to give me the joy. <laughs> I I am I have a really low threshold of joy. I think that is a great way to be. Well, I, but then you end up living what in what looks like uh, you know, like a like 25 storage units exploded in your house. <laughs> which is not a good way to live because it is is definitely even for someone like me who has always lived in sort of this bit of chaos. It's very stressful. Uh, and, I see. And I would very much love to live in, um, in in a less chaotic environment. And I'm having a hard time making it happen. Well, when I am back up in the D.C. metro area, um, I'll stock up on Claritin or Zyrtec and, and come over. Pick a, pick a room that's going to be the least stressful. And I'll be like, do you really need this? Like, let's throw it away. Come on. Like, let's give this one away. It'll be fun. All right. Okay. We're putting that on our non-podcast list. Okay. Well, okay. We, uh, we can talk about it as, you know, as it happens too. We could do a, we could do a live. Oh my God. Live stream cleaning out Jen Coleslaw's den. <laughs> my sewing room. Oh yeah. That would be good because you do have to keep a lot of stuff there. Like I sew, but I have one little zip up bag of like sewing accoutrement, a little basket with like stuff I need and then my sewing machine and that's it and it all fits on like half of one shelf in my closet. Jen I have five sewing machines. <laughs> I I mean I think that could be a place to start where maybe they're not all necessary. <laughs> I, I don't think they are all necessary. Yeah we're gonna make great progress when we do this. I'm excited. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for transition? Oh I just did that. 
I didn't realize it would do it. We have transitioned. <laughs> this is also going to be a segment. So Jen Coleslaw and Jen Golbeck have a shared Google Doc where we write down stuff to talk about on the podcast. Since you can probably tell 20 minutes in, there's going to be a lot of randomness in this podcast. We have to remember. So I have written down, I've been kind of the keeper of the list. And as we were talking through it last week, there was a lot of stuff and we just didn't remember what it was. So we're going to revisit some of those things. And one that I wrote down was Jen's Coconut Revenge. I don't even know which Jen this was referring to. And we both have things with coconuts. I don't, I have not remembered the actual story, but you had something that you maybe wanted to put in as a possible Jen's Coconut Revenge, even if it wasn't the original idea. So the funny thing is that you and I communicate on like six different platforms, Mm -hmm. like Instagram messages, text messages, email, Twitter on three different accounts. Mm -hmm. So I went through every single one of them (laughs) to try to figure out where and what Jen's Coconut Revenge was. And I, the closest I could get was that I was really mad at one of the doctors. And so I was somehow going to get back at having to go by getting an entire coconut cake and eating it. But I don't think that's what it was because I think it was something more serious than that, but I don't know what it was. But anyway, there's a whole bunch of things on that, on that list where one of us just like barks out something like goofy and we write it down and we don't put any context in and luckily a few of those things we've been able to find in our archives Mm -hmm. um but this weekend so i live in a very um mixed um income mixed um um what's the word i'm looking for lots lots of people from different countries live in my neighborhood in fact we we're there's only a couple white families. We just have all these this great wealth of 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 race and and different countries and just like I just love this neighborhood. And down the street there is a family on the weekends when it's really hot that sells coconuts. Nice. And they put up a big sign that says cocos and they have a couple guys with they get like a a, a a crate, like a giant box, like a moving container of coconuts. And they have a couple guys with machetes and they cut them up and then they give you a straw, just like when you're in the tropics, like we would get them in Hawaii all the time. Ben is not a fan. I love them. It's great electrolytes. It's great Mm -hmm. juice. Um, And so um, they were out this weekend. And so I went and I got two cocos from them. And then... um, I was all excited after drinking the coconut juice, coconut water, to cut them up, and then we were gonna um, dehydrate the coconut. But it's you; they were too um, young. Yeah, you get there's more like, water. Oh, there's like ones. no coconut meat. The so as someone who is looking at my coconut tree right out the window, um, yeah, they start green and then they've got all of the coconut water in them and as they kind of ripen or mature the coconut water is actually what turns into the coconut meat so 
if like as you let the coconuts go, they get less and less water and they get thicker meat in there. And in fact, if you let them go past that, assuming that they don't go bad, um, the entire inside becomes solid. We call it a coconut apple and it'll actually sprout like it's when they're going to sprout a new tree and you can eat that and it's sort of like spongier right? Like coconut meat normally is pretty dense, but it sponges out. It fills the whole inside parts. You just have a sphere. It's really delicious. It's a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit salty, but yeah. So if they're giving it to you to drink, they want to pick the young ones that don't have any meat because then there's more to drink in it. Um, Well, I had no idea because growing coconuts has never been anything. Having never lived in the tropics, I had no idea how these things work. And so I was a little disappointed. But now I feel like that's kind of wild. If you like, ever I had no want, idea. If you ever want coconut meat, just let me know. Like we literally have more coconuts. We have an entire like garden cart of coconuts. We pick them up as they fall off the tree, but we don't eat that many. So I have tons of coconuts. I will send you a box and they all have lots of meat in them. We don't pick them young. We wait till they're nice and fleshy. Yeah, save me some coconut. I will. And then and then I'll cut it up and we'll and we'll um we'll run it through the food processor and put it in the dehydrator and then we'll have yeah. like coconut for rimming glasses and in case this uh podcast becomes a drinking podcast which you know based on the state of the world uh, I may start cultivating a uh you know like a day drinking um uh habit for real. Uh, and and so that would be kind of cool. We that's because, you know, I love to try new things, so. Well, I'll box them anything. up and maybe after the Atlantic Beach Pie, we can do something with the coconuts. Okay. All right. Yeah, we could figure out a recipe that to use your coconut. That would be great. We could even call it like the your Sugarloaf Key, you know, coconut patties. Sounds great. Something. I would love more stuff to do with the coconuts okay like because i can i like eating them like i love just eating coconut meat out of the coconut but there's like only so much of that you can do you yeah. know um, and it's a lot of work too isn't it to get it, it out of is. the coconut yes it is there's all kinds of tricks like you can freeze them and then unfreeze them and then they come out better or you can like put them in the microwave i think some people do for just like 10 seconds but even when they come out easier then they have like the brown on the outside and you still have to peel that off with like a vegetable peeler oh here's a here's a thought do you think we need branded machetes always yes okay so maybe we'll put that on our list for swag (laughs) i love it so much all right writing that down Okay. Um, all right. So there we go. Jen's coconut revenge. We may return to this. It could be the name of our dessert. Speaking of which. Oh. <laughs> our, our most regular segment, which I'm very excited about, is called Just Desserts. And this is a thing I think we came up with on Twitter where we decided to pair stories generally around food related violence. I don't think it has to be, but most of the ones on the list happen to be that with recipes using the same food that was used to commit the crime. Our first is, um, I guess there's actually no violence in here. There's civil disobedience. Um, okay. It's, it's coming up here. I'll just edit out this waiting part. Cause this is boring. This is I such had, a good one. I had it all pulled up and then AP I, is I like, have no. it pulled up. Hang on. A Florida man fed up with potholes plants banana tree 
in road. There we go. Now I've got it. Okay. All right. A man fed up with a private road in poor condition near his southwest Florida business has a novel solution. Plant a banana tree in a pothole to warn motorists away. Last week, Brian Raymond planted the tree in a stubborn pothole along Honda Drive off US-41 in South Fort Myers. Raymond, who owns Progress and Pride Fitness Group, said the idea of planting a banana tree ripened in his mind (laughs) after having to (laughs) fill holes in the street with cement multiple times. Because Honda Drive is a private street, county officials said it's up to the business owners to maintain the street. For Raymond, the banana tree is an attention-grabbing repair. So... Anyway, he's got this. Everybody in the neighborhood seems to be supportive of it. Uh, the tree still there as of the writing of this article, which admittedly was um, end of or fall of 2021. So banana tree and pottles. I think it's a great idea. Um, you get a lot of bananas from a banana tree. So you're kind of helping out the neighborhood with snacks. How is it that no one's hit it? Well, I think it's real big, right? So you just... I guess someone easily could hit it if they wanted to, but banana trees are tallish. You're not going to miss it. If I go down to uh, spring training, I'm going to have to look for it. Actually, I know someone in Fort Myers. I'm going to ask her to go find it. Yes. Oh, my God. We need pictures. Okay. Like the address is basically there, right? It's out in front of his business. Honda Honda Drive in Fort Myers. Yep. So Um, uh, I, I, I will ask her to go look at it. Yes, we will tweet out pictures of either the filled-in pothole or the banana tree uh, once you get them. That's great. So the way that we're going to do Just Desserts is share these kind of odd news stories and then share a recipe to go with it. So Jen Colsa, you have a banana bread recipe. Um, You made us banana bread once, and I think Ingo ate all of it, which is a sign that it was good. So I didn't even get to try it, Um, but I'm in for banana bread recipes. I am posting it right now. Oh, great. Oh, wait, not well. If I post it now while we're recording, it'll post before we actually upload it. So I will post it when we upload okay. it. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I keep thinking we're doing this live. But I have, I do, I do have a good banana bread recipe. I've talked about it before. It's from uh, Better Homes and Gardens. And what makes it great is that I add a tiny chocolate chips to it. Yeah, always a good idea. Yeah. I generally hate bananas. Hate is not a strong enough word for my Mm. feeling towards bananas, except banana bread. I really like banana bread. I feel it is a transformation of the banana into a different thing. Have you ever had hummingbird cake? I have seen lots of hummingbird cake made on Food Network. I have never actually eaten it. Write it down because okay. that might be something that you need to know because that, that, could, that could also be one of our, um, I added that to our list last night about comfort zone and that was about yeah. how we could try things that were outside of our comfort zone. Um, and I am a huge fan of hummingbird cake, which is like if banana bread and carrot cake went out on a date and had a one night stand. <laughs> um I think it's delicious. The only thing I don't love about it is all the pecans on top. But I mean, you don't have to follow that recipe if you don't want to with all That's the pecans. Right. But it's so delicious. All right. I'm in for now. We've got like four episodes of stuff to try. So this is great. Yeah. So we're going to try to do this every other week. Yep. Do our podcast. 
um, unless there's overwhelming thousands and millions of people clamoring for content every <laughs> week. And then I'm sure that, you know, between the seven other podcasts that you and I are doing, we can carve out a little bit of time to, to do this every week. But for right now, we'll probably do it every other week. You want to, as we're closing down, um, plug your other podcast? I would love to. So I have a podcast called Two Chocolate Cakes that actually Jen helped with and Ingo helped promote, which I'm always grateful for, which is a culinary memoir that I'm just wrapping up the first season and you can get it on all of the platforms. And also within Two Chocolate Cakes is a sort of other podcast that drops on Wednesdays, no, Saturdays, called Sidecar. Sidecar which is a more lighthearted um, current event, food current events, um, short, fun essays about food and family and um, holidays. And, um, and it, it's, it's, it's not as, as serious as two chocolate cakes. Uh, it's, it's a good time. I'm having a really good time um, doing it. And it definitely is keeping me from doom scrolling. That is such a gift at this point. In the it timeline. really is because I keep going down those dark rabbit holes and I don't need to. I yep. can't fix everything. Literally what I was saying to myself as I was working up a panic attack while I was brushing my teeth last night. I was like, I can't solve this. I need to not think about these problems right now and just go to bed. <laughs> so that's why we keep uh, coming up with um, podcast ideas. That's right. My main other podcast is the Golden Ratio podcast. I feel like anybody who's listening to this probably knows me from that podcast. And there, I have a couple other neglected podcasts, but that's the one I do every week. <laughs> and now maybe this one. I mean, I have I discovered this podcast in the last few weeks called Maintenance Phase, which has been around Ooh. since um, 2020. And it's it's a sort of debunking of a lot of like diet stuff and weight loss myths and bad statistics. And I'm really enjoying it. Um, really well researched and I've just kind of been binging it for a few weeks so I was like I need to sign up for their Patreon because they're providing me with good stuff and I like to pay for my content. So their lowest tier is three bucks a month and they have 38,000 Patreons. So wow. they're bringing in like a like netting $100,000 a month on their podcast. And they only release theirs every two weeks. But I feel like if we if we get popular instead of Patreon and we're bringing in even in the vicinity of $100,000 a month, we can absolutely do this every week. Yeah, I think so. And we could <laughs> and we could do some um some live events. That would be so fun. Yeah, where yeah. we could we could make stuff. Yeah, a little oh, like yeah. kitchen on stage. We could learn something. We could play something on our ukuleles. Yeah. Yes, one of the things on the list is accordion, maybe? You want an yeah, accordion? We, we would learn how... I have the accordion. We just need to learn how to play it. That's great. I have the ukulele. It's actually straight above my head on this blank wall. There's a ukulele. Um, so ukulele accordion duet. I mm -hmm. have found some stuff online that allows this to happen. So um, whenever we do a live show, let's put that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say that I have just found a, a podcast that I like. Um, it's called Split Happens. And one of the gens in our timeline suggested it to me. It's friends of hers. And uh, they are two women who love a movie, but they uh, talk about it for about an hour. And one of them takes a, this is the best movie ever made. And the other one takes, these are all the terrible things about this movie. Interesting. 
<laughs> and and it's it's really it's really well done. I started listening to it last night and I'm already hooked. Oh, so, that's great. All right, um, I'll put it on my list. Yeah, Split Happens it's called. Awesome. All right, I think that's it for the agenda for agenda episode 1. <laughs> we did it. Um so yeah, follow us on Twitter. Right. Uh agenda underscore podcast. And we'll tweet recipes and links to our weird news stories and polls and all pictures of your apron. Absolutely. And we want stuff from you guys and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Do we have any fancy sign off? Um not yet. We'll We'll take we're taking suggestions. Send it to us on Twitter. Yeah. Wait till you see our logo. Yeah. Good job, Jen Coleslaw, with the graphic Thanks. design. Yeah, well, it is my passion. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right. <laughs>